This week, we talk tail tagging. Kelsey has a chat with Koshi, author and illustrator of Confinement Comics, and we'll play Don't Blink and Two Truths with Little Dutch Person. Since our last episode, biologists discovered a new species of marine life in the ocean. It reproduces by tearing off its own reproductive organs, eating them, and regurgitating them blindly into the void of the abyss. And it still gets more action than SCP Unredacted. Every day is a struggle. Every day is a trial. Every day is a failure. I have to walk another mile. I'll go. Wherever you go Every day is a heartbeat Every day another moan Every day is a gallows I can feel it in the bone Cosmic Explorers. I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. I'm Noli. The K is silent. And this is SCP Weekly. Legal notice. By listening to this podcast, you give express permission for entry into a parallel universe dance-off. Failure to dance may result in spontaneous combustion. What have we been up to for the last couple of weeks? I've mainly been constantly reorganizing my room in my free time. Because, like, <laughs> because, like uh, I don't know what kind of, like, background I'm supposed to give or, like, a proper setting. And it's, like, every time I think, like, oh, I'm good with this setup, I'm always, like, no, I want to move stuff over here. And it's just the autism in my brain. Yeah. I, I wanted to have my regular background, but my curtains are, like, multicolored and butterflies and things. I'm like, mm, I want new curtains first. But I do like just the plain backdrop. So you're just using it as an excuse to get new curtains, is what you're saying. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a thing. That sounds, that sounds weird. I don't think anybody has ever done that. Yeah, what? that's my story and I'm sticking to it. It's my money. I can do what I want with it. Shut You're up. A grown ass woman. God damn. Yeah, I have adult <laughs> money now. I have been 
ridiculously busy over the last two weeks. We couldn't tell. No, yeah, not at all. <laughs> Started with some other things, but the big news, and I put on one of the Twitters this week, big news, big, big news, and then big, big, big news. So the big news is merch, SCP branded merch. So I'll put it up on the screen for the folks uh, watching on YouTube. And then for everybody listening on the podcast, we'll throw it on our uh, uh, Patreon channel where everybody can see it. Um, the Candor Need, Prim and Proper Legal Solutions. That's uh, uh, Primrose, Faddish, Von Treble, and um, the Horror of Blood branded merch, which is up right now. In the process of putting up the new stuff, I accidentally nuked everything that was already there. <laughs> so, yeah, yep. so those are the three brands that we have up. And coming soon, uh, we'll have Arcadia, uh, all of the different Arcadia brands uh, throughout the years. Then we'll have Marshall Carter and Dark. Um, and one other one. What was the other one? Parawatch. Ah. Uh, Parawatch. Yeah. Uh, so all of this is uh, going to be available first on the Unredacted store. If you go to the uh, SCP Unredacted YouTube channel, there's a, a, a spreadsheet store under underneath the videos. So all this is going there first. Should be up on Etsy within the next two weeks. And within within a month, uh, I should have the Amazon store set up. So there'll be unredacted store in three different locations where you go and grab the merch. So that's part nice. one of it. Part two of it is... I'm working with the creators. So for, for Victim, uh, it's Grigori Carpin. For Horror Blood stuff, it's Phantom. For um, Arcadia stuff, it's Jackal related. Um, the creators are getting a cut and I'm, I'm trying to tweak the formula to make sure that it's fair for everybody involved. But um, as of right now, the creators are getting 65% the net from all the sales, no matter what the platform is. And it's and nice. it's legal, um, so there are all the paperwork is above board. It's all legit, and uh, creators are when the merch starts moving, creators are getting paid with actual money, not extra merch, not exposure. Bye. We're actually going to yep. be able to give them money for what they're making. So, which is, you know, three years in the making for me. I've been trying to get to the point where I can start being that contributor to uh, the SCP community. And I think we're, we're, the door is cracking open and we're taking the first steps in right now. So the big, big and the big, big, big news, we'll talk later, but uh, that's that's what I got right now. That's just the big news? That's just the big There's news, yeah. bigger news? There's bigger news. Oh, man. There's bigger news and it's coming later. So that's what I've been up to for the last two weeks. It's been eating my life. Anyway, before we get to on-site <laughs> news, Lord Blackwood presents... Ladies and gentlemen, gather round as I unveil the musings of our modern-day critics. This is a thoroughly non-memorable magic broadcast type thing. The details of the actual athletic events didn't stand out, and the commentary was generic alien talk. Minus one. My dear fellow, Ridiculing a foreign language, a vessel of culture and heritage, is a grave offense against the very essence of enlightenment and understanding. Languages are the repositories of ancient wisdom and the unique identity of their speakers. 
To mock them is to display a lamentable lack of respect for the diversity of our world and its rich tapestry of cultures. Allow me to recount one such time I was impressed upon by such an alien culture. Ahem. Amidst the exotic wilds, I was offered a native concoction extolled as their version of high-class cognac, or possibly brandy. The anticipation of refined indulgence faded swiftly upon tasting the brew. Its discordant medley of flavors clashed upon my palate, a stark contrast to the elegance of fine spirits in Victorian parlors. The natives, oblivious to my grimace, regarded it with reverence. Despite its lack of refinement, I marveled at the cultural chasm, realizing taste, like culture, is a tapestry woven with diverse threads. Though unsuitable to my discerning palate, the experience underscored the richness of human traditions, each sip a testament to the diversity of the world. Which brings me to our next <laughs> piece of critique. Boring Dumbo. One can't help but admire the audacity of these critics as they distill their distaste into a singular jumble of words. I would not care to indulge in a concoction so hastily and recklessly combined. Perhaps our next comment will be more refined. As I said in chat, this thing is just too generic a death artifact for me to really care for. The connection is just... meh. And the rest just looks like it's using site mythos to excuse a lackluster idea. While criticism has its place, let us not forget that it takes courage to embark on a creative voyage. And even failure can be a valuable discovery. To the art of writing, my dear friends, where even the harshest tides can carry us to the shores of creativity. Cassie, what's going on on site? What's the big deal about tail tag? <laughs> the fucking Blackwood kills me. Absolutely destroys me every time. It's so good. Uh, there's 5,000 tails on the site, and according to Lord XVNV, SCPs have roughly 2.2 times to 2.5 times the number of votes as tails. Very rough estimate due to Google Analytics broken at the time. So the push is to get tails more visibility by increasing their discoverability through tags. For the last few years, there has been a project by the collections sub-team to create tail tags. This project has stalled for the last year or so due to widespread burnout. Under this proposal, the following users will be allowed to tag tails. Staff, former staff in good standing, any user with one successful page on the site, any user who has an idea greenlit, any user who has passed a crit flight, any user a member of staff, including JS, deems capable of doing so. According to the proposal, the barrier to entry into tail tagging should be extremely low. 
The permissions are broad to allow for as many users to aid this endeavor while still requiring that the user be integrated enough into the site to understand it. There's a lot of great discussion about the inclusion of race slash ethnicity and LGBTQ plus tags in the thread and whether the effort should be extended to include all other articles, including SCPs. If you want to join in the conversation, jump in through the link in the show notes or respond to our Twitter poll. Was it a good idea to include racial and ethnic tags into the tail tagging effort? How did the Spanish branch contest go, Nolan? Congratulations to Oniric Shogun Soldier and Nihonio for their entry, Aberración de Mica, which translates to Dermal Aberration, for winning the SCP ES Branch 300 contest. The theme was Monsters, and the article came out on top of 31 total entries with 40 votes. Cassie, you want to tell us about all the new skips? I did double check, so I'm glad I left that note for myself in the script. There are 37 new SCPs as of this episode. None with over 100 upvotes. Yeah. None over 50, either. This is really depressing. What the fuck? Also, there are 14 new tales. Same with none over 100 or over 50. I swear to God, this website must be wrong. It can't possibly be possible that no one reads these things, can it? I don't understand how they're all, all so low rated. All of them? There's 37. Might still be contest fatigue. <laughs> We're going to be saying contest fatigue for like the next three years. Bro, it's like we talk about a contest every episode. Yep. I mean, just wait until they give the SCP-8000 contest in like six months. Y'all ready to pull some all-nighters? Yeah, <laughs> gonna gonna have to. I'm gonna take two weeks off from work, just fucking read and sleep, and nothing else. Read, sleep, cigarettes, coffee, pizza rolls. <laughs> we don't have an opinion this week yet. Picture, if you will, a world where the laws of grammar hold no sway, and where sensible storytelling relinquishes the reins to absurdity. As we step into this bizarre landscape. Be prepared to question your understanding of language and logic, for what lies ahead is a descent into the surreal, the bewildering, and the dreadful. Abandon hope, all ye who enter. These are Tales from the Deep Well. Object Class, Euclid. Item Class, Special Containment Procedures SCP is to be kept inside a 5x5 foot box at all times. All personnel are trained strictly to avoid mind-bending effects. If any personnel who interacts with SCP refers to them as Jesus, God, Messiah, or Lord and Savior, they are to be immediately amnesticized with Class B amnestics and sent on five months' leave with special supervision. If the personnel attempts to breach SCP, even after being amnesticized, they will be immediately. Description: SCP is a white male who is approximately five foot one to five foot five with 
bright brown hair and a trim beard. SCP always wears white robes with a red mantle. SCP will sometimes appear with a halo over his head. Any attempts to take the halo will end with an extremely violent fight in which SCP always wins. SCP is extremely polite unless provoked by attempts to take pieces of his clothing, steal his halo, question his intentions, reference any holy bible, and question his authenticity. SCP does not make any signs of attempting to leave, rather he will begin running in the middle of any conversation with him or any other personnel. SCP has weak reality bending abilities such as turning water into wine, walking on water, and curing any disease. SCP claims he is able to do anything but has never shown the ability to do such. SCP also has a strong cognohazard disability to make people believe he is the one and only god, as well as attempt to help him breach. SCP has shown extreme strength, stamina, and durability, but despite all his superhuman abilities, he is a terrible fighter, and almost all people come out with minor injuries. More research is currently being done to see SCP's true origins, but so far nothing has come of it. Note, SCP is to never be within 100 meters of SCP-343 for risk of extreme chaos. Signed, O5. Uh, there are no words. Somebody watched Sedition. <laughs> that episode of Sedition, somebody watched that. Oh my that god. I was like, I'm gonna write an SCP about this. So it's white Jesus? That's pretty much what it's <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Let's take a break before we go off-site. Thanks to our sponsor, Dotto's Sleepy Time snooze em up pill. Dotto appreciate good snooze, and so when man say, want the good snooze pill, Dotto is say, I have already made for you, yes, this good medicine for make the long Z. As always, we appreciate the generous contribution to the show. Side effects include existential snoring, dreamscape infiltration, cat magnetism, time traveler's dilemma, Perceived communication with houseplants, although they really don't seem to pay attention to anything you have to say, and what's up with that, because they're houseplants for Christ's sake. What the hell else do they have going on? It's not like they have houseplant football to talk about, around a houseplant water cooler, or houseplant cars that they invite their houseplant friends to come over and work on with them, but not you, because they just assume that because you don't work on your own car that you wouldn't want to hang out with them and help them work on theirs. A small sample of test participants experienced a curse that made their head the wrong size for any hat they tried to wear. Consult your local thaumaturge if any of these symptoms persist longer than six weeks. Cassie, what's going on off-site? There is currently a proposal for some minor clarification updates to the server rules for 19 port, the SCP Wiki's official Discord server. They condensed some wording. The most substantive change is in Rule 7. To use the forward slash call mod command for any issue or situations that may be unfolding instead of pinging individual mods. I think that will probably help to decrease mod response time for situations they need to get involved in. 
There's also admin team restructuring in the proposal to more closely mirror the structure of the team with those of the Wiki staff teams. All in all, great conversation and very timely as the server's user base grows after opening it up to the public. When I checked in on Sunday, there were almost 3,000 users online. Link in the show notes. Voting on the proposal closes on October 19th. SC Peeps released a new short this past week for their highly praised SCP animated series, The Offshoot. The short is presented as a 60s style PSA that gives a quick look at Site-19S, the offshoot site to the infamous Site-19 where the series is set in. Said PSA is presented by Bikandernee Technical Media, an anomalous media company created by wiki author Grigori Carpin that is somehow able to access classified information held by the Foundation and other groups of interest which they then present through various forms of media. Here's a clip. The Foundation secures, contains, and protects everything. But sometimes... Sometimes there's a little too much of everything. Do many useless anomalies and not enough space? Staff members giving you no end of trouble? Don't worry. The Foundation Offshoot Program has a solution ready for you. Site-19S. No problem. We'll get them off your hands. Simply offload all of your problems into a different, less important site. Then you can go back to running the world from the shadows, like usual. Site 19S. Out of sight, out of mind. The Exploring series is halfway through his month-long series covering the ABCs of death. Where for every day in October, he releases a new video covering a different entry in last year's alphabetized horror anthology. At the end of the month on Halloween, he's going to release a full combined compilation of all the videos, which is said to be roughly 10 hours long. Kelsey, Cassie, do you guys have any favorites from the anthology? I had to go with uh, <clears throat> D is for Dermatology. Um, that one, so the honorable mention to Emma's for Moonlight because Emma's for Moonlight, I think, had the best, like, overall creepy vibe, especially like with its own lore within the story. But Dias for Dermatology, um, had a really well played subversion in the dialogue. Um, and it's a year old now, so I don't care if I give it away. Um, go watch it and experience it for yourself on Explorer Series. But you got a guy. Um, and he's experiencing like phantom pain with insects crawling under his skin and he's making like phone calls and leaving voicemails for his therapist like hey I need your help you know when you did the thing with the mirror or whatever and as it goes further and further through the story and you listen to more and more of the uh, uh, voicemail messages he starts to get more and more desperate and you really start to get the vibe that this dude is like creeping on her really hard and uh it kind of leaves off like that and then you get to the ending and there's a twist at the ending where you're just like holy sh also uh, yeah trigger warning very graphic self-harm involved in this one very extremely graphic self-harm um if that triggers you stay the fuck away uh but when you get to the end of it um, um wow what a twist so yeah ideas for dermatology that was my favorite one I mean, he's not going to do it, but 
Unredacted uh, has covered it, and I don't really think anybody should ever touch it again. <laughs> but, but I mean, Fears for Primrose oh. is just... It's just, that's it for me. We all know this. <laughs> we all understand how much I worship at, at Primrose's feet. Very specifically at her feet. Yes, yeah. very, very... Very specific. Very, Very specifically. specifically. We at SCP Weekly don't kink shame. So, you know, whatever no. fits for you, as long as it's consensual. Whatever whatever fits, as long as it has a flared base. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> uh, how, about, how about you? Cassie just told herself a dirty joke. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I did. Oh, yeah, uh, I did. This could be great. I'm so proud of myself. High five, me. Uh, Alan? For me, with uh, the ABCs of death, it kind of comes between two articles, really. I mean, there's a bunch of them that are just phenomenal. Uh, like DAs for Dermatology, incredibly well done, uh, like Kelsey said. Uh, but the two that kind of come to mind for me, uh, that kind of take a top spot is Emma's for Moonlight, because it's not a long one, it's, uh, but it's so effective in giving, like, that subtle build-up to horror. Uh, so it's either between Emma's for Moonlight, and then there is, uh, Gah is for Gazuntite, uh, by Harry Blank. It's just is a good story about superstitions and all in all the power of belief and how for better or worse it can have serious prominence in people's lives for anyone who hasn't read uh any works by harry blank check it out go read the site 43 canon again he writes a bunch of it his work is incredible uh Go check it out and do yourself a favor. Go read them Canadian skips, eh? Eh? So, Kelsey, didn't you say that you spoke with Koshi recently? I did. Uh, let me talk this interview in real quick. So, Koshi is the uh, illustrator and writer for Confinement Comics, uh, which is uh, basically continuing the story uh, that uh, was left abandoned by Lord Bung on YouTube in a comic book format. So let me pull up the clip and uh, excuse my voice on this because I didn't even realize at the time how congested I was, but I definitely sound like I have a cold in this area. Here we go. Well, I'm sitting here with Koshi uh, talking confinement comics. Koshi is the uh, artist and writer for the adaptation of Lord Bung's YouTube series Confinement, bringing it to the comic book world. Koshi, how did you get to where you are right now with Confinement Comics? Well, originally it started out of just feeling a betrayal towards what Bung had done. Not only did they just up and leave, they up and left after getting $400,000 of Patreon money and just making us wait for four years. I'd been a fan since episode one, and I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. I was patient about it, you know? After finding out that we'd never get any more and seeing what they had wasted all of those people's time on, 
it really just stirred something in me. So I went ahead and storyboarded it, posted it on Reddit. A lot of people were interested. I made a Discord for it, had a sizable following for somebody that just appeared out of nowhere. And I posted daily updates with that because transparency is important to me because of what happened with Bung and everything. I think the community deserves that. And now I'm in talks with a publisher to make it into comics. Tell us a little bit about the direction that you're taking confinement, because obviously Bung got through, what was it, seven episodes or like six and a two-parter or something like that. Are you going the same direction or are you taking it somewhere completely new? I am going to sort of follow the same outline as Bung. Like, for example, uh, episode one, chapter one, they're pretty similar. They're the basic same structure, a lot of the same dialogue. The main difference is that I expand on certain scenes so I can uh, elaborate on scenes a lot better than Bung had the opportunity to. And what about the story? Because um, we talked a little bit before. It sounds like you're, you're kind of tweaking it a little bit um, and taking it in your own direction. Yeah, so... There are a lot of things in the series that Bung had sort of placed in, which were kind of foreshadowing for some of the creepy behavior they, you know, later pour into that um, episode eight draft that was leaked. So I'm sort of changing some of the stuff that can be portrayed as a little bit creepier and changing a couple elements to the story overall just to sort of make it fit better with a different endpoint that I'm sort of reaching towards with the series because I do want it to actually have an ending I'm not going to drag it on forever I think people need closure and there are certain scenes that are going to be just added for foreshadowing and stuff of future events so what should readers expect uh, from the comic a one for one episode for episode until we get to where Bung left off and then it's uh, you know completely new uh, material at that point? To the most part, yes. I am planning on having every single episode be its own chapter uh, because I feel that's a pretty good pace to go by. After Ikea, it's all going to be original for me. I I've seen Bung's notes that have been leaked from their drafts. I personally think I'll take it in a different direction because I may have the notes, but I don't have the full context of what they're pointing. So I think it's better to just sort of have it be original so I have all the pieces to what I need to do. Uh, we're all, I think, really excited to see what you're going to do with Confinement Comics. And uh, so you said you're working with a new publisher. Um, distribution, do you ha have any idea about how, uh, like, what channels comic book is going to be available yet? Well, we're mostly hoping to majority go through digital storefront. We are talking about possibly sending it to some wholesalers and brick and mortar stores, but right now we're mostly focusing on the digital distribution. Okay, we are gonna keep up with what you're doing very closely over the next couple of weeks, and uh, we'll make sure that everybody knows exactly where to pick those comics up. Koshi, thank you so much for stopping by. Is there anything else you want uh, uh, the listeners and potential readers out there to know? I'm not going to leave. I'm not, uh, just like my Twitter says or anything, hung, not bung. <laughs> I'm not bung. I'm not going to leave. I've got a very strong sense of responsibility, especially when it comes to something I've started and 
when I have eyes on me. And this is something I'm planning on finishing, trying to get it out there to the people so the people that were also betrayed, my fellow betrayed, get some sort of resolution. It's awesome that you've already built a community around it as well. Koshi, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate you, and uh, we'll be checking in with you over the next couple of weeks. All right, thank you for having me. Cassie, I want to know what your thought, what your thoughts are on that. I knew that it had, like I had watched all of them. You know, I mean, it's just a thing. Um, I didn't realize a lot of that was happening. And uh, in looking for what was going on with Lord Bung in the, like over the last few months and confinement comics and on uh, Reddit is great for everything. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, so that's a whole fucking lot. I do like I, that. Uh, I was going to say, I haven't read it, so I don't. The, the soft core exploits of Connor version. Oh, I thought you meant like the, the like the, the notes for the episode. So you know earlier I talked about Big Big News? Smooth Cadence Productions. Yes. We're, we fall under that with uh, our big sister podcast SCP Unredacted. Yeah. There is a new member of the uh, Smooth Cadence Productions family. Oh. And that's Confinement Comics. Hey! 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 So Amazing! It's going to be published by Smooth Cadence Productions. That's the awesome. other thing that's been eating my life for the last yeah. two weeks. <laughs> <clears throat> is uh, getting a team together to get this thing actually published and make sure that we take care of it. So um, I, there's one member of the team, one member of the team that I haven't solidified yet. And it's just because of outside employment issues. But um, Koshi is writer, illustrator, creative director. I'm head of operations with Smooth Cage Productions. Storyboard review is our friend Phantom. Um, editor TBD, and then um, uh, community outreach director. That guy right there, Nolan. Oh, that's me. <clears throat> oh, 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 that guy right there. The first three issues, we've already gone through the storyboarding process. Um, they follow the story. Uh, Bung episode for episode that Bung wrote. However, caveat, um, we treat the actual SCPs with a little bit more respect. They're a little bit closer to how they were originally written. They act more in the way that they were originally written. Um, some of the interpersonal relationships are going to change a little bit throughout the series. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of different stuff with the Infinite Ikea. And obviously, um, beyond the Infinite Ikea, that's already in the in the um, story arc and character arc drafting process and uh, some of the dialogues being written. So the uh, Kickstarter for Episode 1 is going to launch in a week on October 22nd. It's going to end our, on December 22nd, I think, and that's when we ship um, first edition of Volume 1, or Volume 1, Issue 1. And we're trying to stick to the uh, $13 price point for these the physical comics. We're not producing a web comic. We're not producing any digital content that you go and you click on. You look on your computer screen. A I'm going to hold it in my hand comic book. Um, in the I'm in the process of narrowing down printers right now. I've got it down to the top two, and I should have it narrowed down to the printer of choice um, by I think the end of this week. 
Um, and that's another part of why I've been so dug into Amazon all weekend is trying to get the uh, print-on-demand integration set up for Confinement Comics. And it came out of, uh, I did an interview with him about a week and a half ago for this episode, and he was talking about his publisher. He had a previous publisher. He was talking about him. And, um, you know, I, I was familiar with him. I'd done some business with him in the past, and, you know, I kind of gave him a heads up, like, hey, you know, if they start doing anything a little weird, um, I've had to deal with them before. They're all about the business. Just uh, be businesslike. And he, no kidding, messaged me the next day. And he was like, hey, uh, things are getting weird with these guys. So um, <clears throat> I kind of dug into him a little bit, um, looking for the receipts. And yes, uh, this publisher was Discordia. And I'm just kind of seeing a history of them not treating people in the community very well. Um, and not just like the SCP creative community, but like their own customers people have given that have given them money on their kickstarter so i'm not going to get into drama i'm not going to throw opinions out there i'm just going to read the receipts from some of the things that they've said online um, in response to somebody who didn't get all their kickstarter rewards that they paid for hi since you're new to kickstarter let me tell you buddy i did a fantastic job fulfilling 700 orders from this event the extended event and the retail sales over the last six months with a staff of none personally bought goods on Kickstarter that took years to reach me. I kicked so much ass on this one and being new here, you have no idea. I guess this place is just not for the faint of heart. Anyway, enjoy your book. And then on the subject of paying artists, uh, why should we pay artists who already contribute endlessly to a fan base for the sheer love of it? It's all going to be in Creative Commons and free for anyone else to use in any way they see fit. So we're hesitant to cover the cost of art that the rest of the planet the cost of art that the rest of the planet gets to use for free and profit from our investment. If fans want to make fan art and become published artists through us, we're more than happy to gift them some cool gear from the fandom they love. If artists in general are just fishing for paychecks, this is the wrong fandom to fish in, flat out. And I'll say this. I will throw this opinion out there. That last statement, if artists in general are just fishing for paychecks, this is the wrong fandom. I, I agree with that. Um, if you're fishing for a paycheck, but that's not what's happening in this situation. In this situation, you've got uh, an entity, a company who has packaged up someone else's creative work and is selling it for revenue, for a profit. And people are asking them, why aren't you sharing that with the artists who created the art to begin with? That's so, uh, that's not artists fishing for paychecks. That's people actually legitimately wondering why artists aren't being paid for the art that contributed to the revenue. So that, that just, that spun me up and I was like, you know what? I, I'm a business major. I do this, you know, for a living. I have two companies that I'm already running. Can I figure out a model? Can I develop a business model where the creator can get paid and a model that's um, like a legitimate model that can operate in the creative common space? Because somebody could take confinement comics and they could go to a printer, they could print everything off. And as long as they give us the credit for creating it, as long as they give us Smooth Cage Production Koshi credit for publishing it, they can sell as many copies of that as they want to. So how do we develop a business model that works in that environment? And I, I'm dialing it in. I don't think we're 100% there yet, but I'm dialing it in. Uh, but whatever it is, it's it's going to be better than these guys. And I really, really want to, to bring my talent for that kind of thing into the community to be able to help the artists actually get some revenue uh, from what they're doing. Because you can't, you can't put gas in your car with product. You can't put gas in your car with exposure. You can't pay your electric bill. You can't buy groceries with product and exposure. You can do it with money though. And I'm trying to find an equitable way um, to do that for the creators. So 
here we go. Confinement Comics. Support it. Our, uh, our goal for the Kickstarter is to sell 500 copies on the uh, first edition. So uh, you'll see it starting to get pushed in about a week. You have a lot of very big feelings about this, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is coming from deep within. This is a lot of large feelings happening yeah. here. That was a half an hour of feelings. <laughs> it's just sincere bullshit that it's like people yeah. use it, like people like Discordia using the facts that's like SCP is under Creative Commons as like, oh, that means I don't have to pay you. And I'll say, you know, the model that they use, their model works. Their model works. It just doesn't work to to fully integrate the creator into the the rewards process. Not good enough for me. I think I think I can do better. And you know, you talked about Creative Commons. I'll I'll, I'll bring this up about you know because I've already had a couple of people comment. Well, well, you guys are doing kind of the same thing with confinement. You're taking bung stuff, you're repackaging it, and you're turning around and selling it. Somebody said something about picking up a uh, picking up bung, bung's failed project. There's nothing about confinement as a creative project that failed. Confinement itself never failed. Confinement was beautiful. Confinement was absolutely amazing and everybody loved it. It was the creator who abandoned their project and and basically, I don't want to get into a fucking shit fight with Bong if this ever gets to them, but they took the money and ran. You know, four years of people waiting for, or however many years of people waiting for more content while they were still paying those Patreon subscriptions. I am a-okay with number one, packet repackaging that and selling it for an artist who's actually going to treat the skips with respect, treat confinement with respect, and treat the community with respect. Hundred percent okay with that, and I'm a hundred percent okay with not even letting Bung know that we're doing it. They'll eventually find out, I'm sure. If yeah. they haven't already. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. it's like it's it's kind of a case of come at me, bro. And I I kind of hate and I kind of <laughs> like I kind of hate this phrase, but it's it's kind of a a time of like separating art from the artist, and that phrase is kind of problematic. Uh, but for this, it kind of fits because, yeah. like you said, confinement, the creative idea the concept in and of itself mm -hmm. was far from a failure it yeah. was something that was loved by so many people across the community on and off site yeah for good reason it was great i don't i don't want to get into bung's personal life like all of the drama that surrounded that like bung had reasons right there were reasons for the exit got it but that little product you know confinement in itself was just left out there in the cold and what i really like about it Koshi said in the interview is there will be an ending point because the confinement community deserves closure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was so much, there was so much it felt like it was building up to regarding like why the fuck Connor is immortal, like yeah. some kind of cultish background that seems to be associated with it. And the whole sh series at that point was left up high and dry. No one got a definitive answer to what the fuck happened. So I think like this is actually a good way to like not only continue that, but also finally give closure basically saying like, yeah, this is gonna be how everything wraps up in the story, whether or not it's gonna be necessarily good, the characters in universe or not. Yep. 
you know, I'm, I'm excited to, I'm excited to play a part in it. I say at the end of every unredacted episode, I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. I don't, I never have. I don't think I ever will be able to write at the level that some of these guys are writing at, but I do want to apply my talents that I do have to help. I was just going to say, you do have the talent to help them get money. Absolutely. So that's what I want to do. <laughs> well, that was our opinion piece for this week. Uh, Nolan, you want to take us to socials and talk about and talk about, talk about our opinion piece from last week? Woo. Last week, we ran an opinion piece on moving the rating module to the bottom of the pages. And it was our most uh, interactive uh, piece that we've done on our socials so far <laughs> with like 99 votes. I think I think that's more people than yeah. actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, from the ninety-nine votes on that poll, uh, forty-seven, uh, roughly forty-seven percent voted yes, thirty-four percent voted no, and roughly eighteen percent voted meh. I'm not a raider. I don't really care either way. Scrubs. We got a. F- <laughs> no. <laughs> And we got a few opinions from some authors and viewers on it as well. Uh, Asian Shuffle said, I'm voting yes only because staff forced me to put the rating on top of my article and it ruined its look. Gregory Carpin uh, said, I honestly always put them on both the top and bottom. People were telling me they frequently forget to rate something after reading, so that was my reasoning. And again, that is fair. Yeah. Uh, here's Fauna said, if it discourages downvotes by those who didn't even bother to read or even skim the article, maybe. I often worry about general bias. And our show favorite, Phantom, wrote, Both. It should always be on the top because of content warnings, but I can definitely see an argument for an additional rating module on the bottom for folks who forgot to rate. Yeah. Which, yeah. again, honestly is fair because I like it. you start at it. You want to give people certain content warnings that basically mm-hmm. saying like, hey, if you have some personal feelings towards this kind of content, this isn't going to be for you. It's best if you probably step out while you can. I can't tell you how many times I missed a content warning on no sleep uh, and regretted the rest of my... I'm regretting it years later. I will regret it until I die. I've read things I cannot unsee. <laughs> and they give me nightmares. <laughs> ah. Speaking of things that give you nightmares. <laughs> and now the sound of salamanders making sweet, sweet, juicy love.
Yeah. Wow. That's heavy. That bass was fucking dropped so hard. It's in the hollow of center of the I earth. I this stuff. Woo. Never misses. <clears throat> Billeth never misses, but man, some of the stuff he writes, I miss for sure. <laughs> like, dude, what were you talking about? <laughs> That's literally, literally every time yeah. that he writes a new article, he messages me it, I read it, and I'm like, I love it, but I need you to explain yes. to me word for word what the fuck is and going on. And then he on. gives you some cryptic bullshit like all the clues are in the article. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Yes! Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my why god. are you like this? I don't, I don't Bill know. Is I love it. I love it. I love <laughs> Bill is for who he is. <laughs> We cannot even get to it. I can't see the level. It's just... Phew. And now that I know what happens in the water, I will never drink it again. Apparently, Billeth. Billeth happens in the water. <laughs> I do not recognize the Dutch person in the water. Oh, man. I was going to nope. get a giant bucket and sit here next to it with my finger in there. And just hold the water in the whole Why time. Why are you like this? You know, you just want to do it to make a visual joke because everybody else has made it in text. <laughs> Look at you, you absolute nerd. Why you like this? <laughs> I hate you. And the whole time. Why the we fuck did we agree to do this show with you? Because <laughs> you knew shit like this was going to happen. What did we get ourselves into? Why would we agree to this? Kelsey, yes. we're all autistic, but I don't think we're your level of autistic right now. I've had years of practice. We're all different <laughs> flavors of autism. We're all different and... flavors on that JoJo spectrum. But so... <laughs> I do have a bad <laughs> joke. Yes, I, oh, I was no. expecting a bad, bad joke. Hi, Dutch. I was promised one. <laughs> you were? I think I was. Making promises. Oh, no, I was promised a fun fact about something. I don't know. That must have come from Billeth. Probably. I blame Billeth. <laughs> Goddamn, we were just talking about fucking Billeth. <laughs> Billeth. Billeth's making promises. Okay, <laughs> why does a chicken coop only have two doors. Oh no. It's gonna be awful. Oh god, save us. Please, just take me out back. Because if it was- because if it had four doors, it would be a chicken sedan. Oh god. Get the fuck out of my god, house! Damn it. Get out! My brain literally just went to, uh, it's gonna be a car joke, sedan or some shit. <laughs> Kelsey. Just because your dad and you force your crotch spawn to listen to this doesn't mean you have to force us to, okay? Okay. We're gonna have one dad joke in episode, aren't we? Not if you guys keep treating me like this. I'll keep my dad jokes to myself. Not like this! Look, we haven't treated you worse! <laughs> this, this though, this very specific! I like my dad jokes. Hating your dad jokes is gonna make you take your dad jokes and I'm go home. My dad jokes Kelsey, I'm going to take because... all of Smooth Cadence and go home. <laughs> if you keep acting like this, we're going to turn around the chicken sedan. <laughs> turn the chicken sedan around. 
<laughs> we're in the, we're all in the chicken sedan with Kelsey and he's looking over his shoulder going don't make me come back there and he's got a That's the second it. person in the SCP community that has threatened me with this in the last week because the first one was Sherm <laughs> the first one was Sherm on Twitter when we were having the when we were having the the podcast <clears throat> got a, oh, got, no. a re, got a retweet got a quote tweet from Sherm it was like I will turn this van I around I saw that <laughs> my bad, Sharon. It's all in good fun. Oh my god! Everyone calls you daddy. That doesn't give you the right. Let's introduce our special guest. I'm special. Drowning Dutchman, as some would say, certainly an author, is most well known for hit SCPs such as that sad one with the dog. The Gay Knights and Nolan doing whatever the hell he wants. Nolan's having technical difficulties again. He's going to have to refresh. It's the Dutch again. You know, well, sometimes we just eat people and other times we just fuck with the internet, I guess. <laughs> nope. Nobody expects these drowning wait, Dutchmen. Wait, 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 wait. Go back, go back <laughs> oh, to, the first, go back to that first thing again. Oh, yeah. In like 1672, the Dutch ate their prime minister. Okay, yeah, that's it. The one thing about that that is like debated is whether people, um, whether people took home parts of him to cook it first or just ate it at the scene. That's the debated I, part, not the cannibalism. I was gonna ask you about windmills, but this is a much more interesting <laughs> topic. It, mm, oh my, interesting topics. All right, all right, all right. Are we ready for Don't Blink? Okay, Dutch, we'll keep using the D20 for investigation Chunker. check. And you'll get a... Huh? Oh, the chunk. Yep. And you'll get a 0.5 multiplier on your roll, and that's how long you have to view the image. Oh. Are you ready to go? Knowing my luck in D&D and rolling, especially since I literally had a D&D game, Today rolls didn't go well, so uh... it's a good thing you're not touching this dice. Yeah, then, yeah probably. very good thing. Oh, inception! All right, Kelsey, we're right. we gonna uh, tell him when you want him to stop. Stop! <laughs> it gets more entertaining. Four. <laughs> yeah, my fives. I am Ooh. so good at rolling. <laughs> 0.5 multiplier, you get two seconds. <laughs> two seconds. Two seconds. Two. Ready? Are you let me let me get it. Let me get it. Concentrate. All right, there it is. Okay. You gotta concentrate on this one. Okay. Now you get okay. ten seconds to describe it. So go. the the general shape of a person with a box for a face. The box is kind of weird, gray shape. Probably there's like some distortion in the little bit part. That's like the bust, and that's most of it that I got in. All right. I do not know what it represents. <laughs> <laughs> the general shape of a person. That's the vibe. But. General shape of a people. Box for her face. Yeah. Okay. Are they yes? If general shape of a person, are they Dutch? Um, the Dutch are generally not shaped like normal people because they're way too long, elongated humanoids. 
Are are Endermen Dutch people? I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. No, no, because they don't hang out in the Nether, do they? Oh, I get a new roll. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Stop. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I'm gonna roll a Yahtzee. Don't don't add me. I'm not even playing that game. I'm gonna get a Yahtzee. <laughs> Don't add me. <laughs> uh, it's four again. <clears throat> right here we go. Field of black Ooh. skulls. 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 Skulls in the dark. Skulls in the Dark sounds like a great band yeah, name. Yeah, it does. Okay. <sighs> I am. Oh, man. We're playing Skulls in the, the Dark. One. The third one. Kelsey, I also think it has something to do with the way you roll that thing. I was about to say, if this is We're another need... four. It has 20 sides. If it's another fucking four, it's... <laughs> you got it with your face. If it's another four, it's your fault. Stop. No, okay, okay. Another four. That's an 11. <laughs> Okay. Better than the four. Didn't get fucking tic tac toe on this. This is one. a good one. This is a good one for five. And a half good seconds. one. Yeah. All right, ready? Yeah. Okay. okay I'll Share tell you screen, when it comes up. Tell me when it comes up. I'll, I'll also tell when it comes up. Kind of important. Yeah. There it is. Oh yeah. Fucking. Of course. Of course, oh, of course, this is something like this you have to make me. No, it's. I'm pretty sure because it's love wins, it's pretty much the concept of the foundation flirting with the concept of the box. The box we put things in, the, the same. <laughs> I really like that interpretation. <laughs> I do too! I really Especially do. Especially in the context of what it actually is. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. oh. Am I gonna hear what all of these actually are? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh good. <laughs> so we we do that part now. My my interpretation. Uh, I, I I like my inter interpretation for the last one. I do too. Oh it's yeah. Just a new so do we. <laughs> okay. So the first one. Let's go back What's to the it. box mm -hmm. man. So Boxman is actually Boxman. Um, Boxman is Nine of Cups by Land 2D. Oh, nice. And this was for Inktober. Oh, yeah. Ian made great pictures. Yeah, so cube head, people body, kind of cubist. Like even the background's got some cube I could have in. also added tentacles. Yeah. This one is, uh, this Skulls. one is a victim of low resolution. I told you. Oh, I thought there were more skulls, but it's skull. Uh, I did too. That is uh, actually yeah. Agent Shuffle's interpretation of SCP-106, the old man. Oh, yeah! Wow. No wonder it's so black and his blacky, inky yeah. skull. I thought there were more skulls, but yeah, that makes sense. That's that's fair, though. I can see what you see. And that. then number three. We all know number three. Do we though? Do we though? Oh boy. Oh, Do we ever. Alright, number three. <laughs> I did not need five seconds. K 
Kelsey has a pers close personal relationship with this picture. <laughs> so this picture is... Um, oh, God, I think I figured out what it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think it actually is, Dutch? I'm pretty sure it's some unredacted fan art. Is it yeah. with Sherm or am I Dad. being an idiot? It's, it's no. a podcast or something. So this is <laughs> this is fan <laughs> art by Tina, a.k.a. Mascarito, on Twitter. Uh, and it was a result of the um, unredacted SCP Weekly uh, feud, beef, whatever you want to call it, on Twitter. Which, <laughs> again, cat out of the bag. That was uh, totally me. 100%. I was just switching back and forth accounts. Try to get... Yeah, that's it. That's just how I talk to myself on a daily basis. But yeah, no. Man, if you knew the voices what the voices inside my head were saying. The voices! <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Tina Mascarito uh, on Twitter was like, man, you guys, you know, I just want you to kiss and make up and then she... <laughs> they... And that's our logos. Yeah. That's yeah. Unredacted's logo, and that's our yeah. logo, and those are our background cover colors, and it just fucking yeah, kills me. I love me. this. I, I cannot. The only thing you can do to make up for, for the podcast drama is just kiss the mirror. Kiss and make up with yourself, I guess. You say that like I've never done it before. <laughs> I mean, look at him. Of course he has. I am just... He might not be able to talk to himself, but he can probably look at himself. With all the angels watching. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Tina. I know the absolutely the drama beautiful. was contrived, and you probably hate hate for me to say that, but uh, this is uh, an amazing piece of art, and I'm glad that it came out. Of it. All right, I want to know which two truths and a lie happened with CD. And now it's two truths and a lie. Here we ask and or blackmail a wiki author to tell us two facts about themselves along with one lie. And you, the audience, get to guess which is the lie. Last week, CD, I think, gave us this host of horrors. One, I was in my first building fire this July. Two, I have never, despite years of edgy music and one candelabra, dyed my hair black. And three, I own a conservative minimum of three possum skulls. All right. So I changed my answer uh, because my initial answer was dyeing her hair black. Uh, but I changed it to uh, the building fire. So I, I'm like 80% and I don't know why I think this, but I'm like 80% that CD is not just blonde, but very blonde. And I come from a family of a lot of blondes, and I know that if you dye your hair black as a blonde, it's very hard to maintain, and it costs a lot. And CD does not strike me as the kind of person that would do something like that, like impulsively without thinking it through. So I changed my answer to the building fire. I think the lie is the fire, because I don't think it was the first building fire. I don't think this was the first building fire they've been oh, in. Yes, the classic Half-Life. <laughs> right? Nolan? Uh, my pick was the Skulls. Uh, but only because I don't think that it was a lie that they have a Possum Skull collection. I think it's a lie that the conservative count for them was three. Dutch? Oh, shit. <laughs> no, <almost. laughs> I didn't think you'd have to play. We need you to pay attention, Dutch. 
I'm I'm going for the the hair dye. The the hair dyeing one says that she never dyed her hair black, right? Right. Yeah, I'm going for that one because I while she seems I don't think she seems the type for black, for dyeing her hair all black. And on Twitter, uh, we put out a Twitter poll last week, and the responses were that it was a tie between the building fire and dyeing her hair black. They were 40% each, and then 20% said possum skulls. And the answer is the lie was indeed the black hair. Hey! I knew it. All right, all right. I was sure there were multiple building fires <laughs> and CDs and, and CDs passed. Because I have actually done it as a young and I have dyed my hair black and it was a mess. It wasn't fun to grow up. <laughs> you're, a, you're a mess. I am so a mess. I'm not surprised. I am a mess. You are the walking. Oh, you are a walking, talking mess. I am a mess. <laughs> All right. And now. The moment we've and been waiting Dutch. for. Oh, and he's gone. <laughs> All right. And he's gone. <laughs> and he's gone. So, for my two thirds and a lie, I've. For number one, that the first time I went to America, uh, upon entering the country, I nearly immediately picked a fight with the TSA. <laughs> two. Um. My tolerance for spicy food is so low that even if I just sniff it, I just turn tomato red. I just can't be around it. Mm. And three, I once <laughs> deleted a save file on a Nintendo 64 because I did not yet know what the word erase meant. I believe that one is absolute truth. Oof. I'm going with TSA on this one. No, don't tell us. Don't tell us, Dutch. I'm, I'm not telling anything. Okay, all right. Don't say nothing to no one. Do we have mail? Woo! We're famous! <laughs> so, from Fern, uh, got a message going. I love the banter y'all got going in this podcast. Three best friends less idiots chatting around the bar table vibes. I'm happy to find a podcast that's SCP News. Haven't heard one in like a year. Aw, thanks for calling us idiots. Love you too, buddy. I think he goes by Festus now. Festiva? Ficus? Oh, okay. Yeah. Ficus? Michael. Michael? 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes. Michael. And that's all we have for this week. Thank you all so much for joining us. Remember, patrons like Evan McDonald get more content at patreon.com slash scpweekly. And since I didn't say his name last episode, I have to do it again now. Evan McDonald. It's totally worth $2, and your support helps us keep the lights on. Blackwood Presents was performed by John Winfield. The Sound of Salamanders Making Love was actually There Is No More Outside by Slowgramming. Find it at soundcloud.com slash slowgramming. Intro and outro music was As You Make the Bed by Amos Noah. The Deep Well was SCP-6679. Rip! Rip. 
Written by Justin Duran and performed by Sirius Bacon. Thanks to Drowning Dutchman for teaching us nothing about windmills, but everything about historical cannibalism. And thanks to our sponsor, Dotto's Sleepy Time snooze em up Pill. SCP Weekly is distributed by Smooth Cadence Productions. SCP Weekly is not affiliated with the SCP Foundation Wiki, and as such, the opinions presented in this program are our own and do not necessarily reflect those of the Wiki or its staff. Music is provided by Epidemic Sound. Content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0. And all concepts originate from the SCP Wiki and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under CC by SA 3.0. Until next time, I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. I can also secretly, I can also still secretly teach you something about the windmills. Let's do it. Oh yeah, let's go. So you know um, how we have the modern windmills and the historic windmills. The historic windmills. 90% 90% of them are water pumps, and they still function as a backup for the modern system. Oh, really? So if the, so, if well, the modern system were to fail, they could just uh, s- immediately start up the old ones and just use the historic ones as actual uh, water pumps. Cool. Well, That's neat. Us really cool shit about windmills. Yeah, Love windmills, it. windmills be like that. I I would, however, like to hear more about the uh, the cannibalism. Dutch people are savage. Yeah, they are. Just don't agree with their politics. Big Time giant to get savage eaten. white people. <laughs> <laughs> this was a, this was this was a good night. Later today, I'm going into a really boring meeting about homeowners. It's annoying. A meeting about homeowners. Ugh. Oh, you you made Kelsey's ears perk up. No, I I bought a home and it's like an apartment oh. in like a, a, a like a it's like split up into six or something. So you have to like share. Yeah, it's like a like a, ah. like a condo association meeting. Ew. Yeah, pretty much. Ew. And about the bylaws, Dutch, um, we're gonna have to ask you to uh, keep the uh, keep the cooking of your politicians uh, to your own space uh, and not bring it to the common areas. Dutch, there has been some concern about how gay you are. We're gonna have to talk about all this twink energy you're bringing. <laughs> just radiating out your door. Every uh, time but- somebody walks by, they kind of just whiff of the twink. They just immediately like, are they like bent head? We're, gonna, we're, we're beginning to believe it's contagious. <laughs> I have to enact protocols. Oh, oh, can you can can you can see us in this thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stay right there. I'm staying. So it's just me and you again. Oh no. Am I gonna get? Am I gonna get more, um, more more mind blowing facts about flesh eating plants? Okay. Cassie, did you know the Venus flytrap was native to North Carolina? That's the only no. place in the world they grow in nature. Ugh. Is the peat the the peat bogs in North Carolina? That's where they come from. I was waiting for a dead joke no, that's, punchline. That's 
right. Speaking of 3D printers, would you like to see my favorite thing I've ever owned that has been 3D printed? Do show me. What's <laughs> <laughs> going in the credits, Cassie? Every day is a rabbit trap and a walk of the lamb. Do you think you can sue me for that as a judge of the land I'll Life doesn't go well with me. I'm not a member of the band. Do you think you can like me despite that sitting on God's right hand? I'm alone. Take me home. As you make the bed, so we must lie. So you must lie.